When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Bengals fans. I am Matt Minnick, and this is Coach Speak, the Jerry Springer style final thoughts edition as we are in the home stretch here, approaching the NFL draft, coming up very shortly. I want to start here, um, and this is something that's been alluded to in some of the recent interviews with the staff. Nobody's perfect. The Bengals are picking at 31. They're not, they don't have a top 10 pick. Uh, and then as it gets deeper into the draft, you know, that, that trend continues, right? Like, there's going to be bigger warts there's gonna be bigger issues with these guys as you get deeper and deeper into this draft so nobody's perfect uh what it comes down to and this is something that that, you know they talked about in in, uh, their interviews this week um can i work with this guy can i develop this guy you know do they have the things that, that that i can i can get something out of uh so you know a lot of times we look at we look at their athletic traits we look at their testing we say well, this guy, you know, has the testing, you know, maybe we can get something out of him. And, you know, hey, that's, that's one way to look at it. And that's, you know, absolutely something that, that can work out for you. You know, sometimes uh, a guy just hasn't been used in the right way, just hasn't developed a certain skill, uh, but they have the athletic profile. And, you know, that, that, that shows you that they do have some upside. Uh, but other times it's just finding a guy who can do something for you, you know, um, who fits into, into a certain role, can do something that maybe other people, other teams might not value as much as you do. Uh, so just pick out those little things that are important to you, you know, and they can fit with you and, you know, where you can carve out a niche, carve out a role for a guy. Uh, I, I think those things make a lot of sense. You know, obviously drafting the athletic profile makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, we'll look at the, the, the tight end position, for example. Uh, you know, Bellinger's a guy who's got that, that great profile and low, low production. Um, so what's that all about? <laughs> you know, you only had 12% target rate at uh, San Diego State. So, you know, are the coaches dumb or do they know something we don't know? You know, I, I think you look at Drew Sample was a, a guy who was like that. Um, came out of Washington and, you know, people say, well, they drafted a, a, a blocking tight end. They didn't draft a blocking tight end. They drafted a blocking tight end with a really high athletic profile who they thought they could turn into more. Uh, and we see some issues with his ball skills, things like that, you know. And, and the explanation at the time might have been, well, he's not developed as a pass catcher because he had a good tight end in front of him the year before. And because, you know, he had, they had some good receivers there. They had the John Ross. They had, uh, you know, Dante Pettis. You know, they, they, they've had some pretty good receivers that have come through there too. So, you know, maybe that was the, the excuse or the rationale for that. Uh, but what is it for Bellinger? I mean, I, you know, I know he's was dealing with the staff change, uh, you know, was dealing with a, you know, a first-time coordinator, um, you know, 
is that the reason for the low target? Was were they making bad decisions, or is he lacking something? That's what you're asking. Now, then, conversely, conversely, I don't know. Anyway, uh, on the other hand, you got a guy like Cole Turner from Nevada. Doesn't have the testing, right? Not terrible though, right? And that's the thing. I think some like uh, this drives me crazy sometimes. If people are just like, oh man, his testing sucks. No, he's he's like he's in the sevens. Like it's not great, but it's fine. You know what I mean? They're not gonna. That's not taking you off a of guy's, uh, off of anybody's draft board. Um, and what that guy does is he's really good in contested situations, really good in jump ball situations. What does that do? That matches up very well. Meshes up very well with one Mr. Joe Burrow. Uh, so when you're taking a guy in a later round like that, you know that could just be a guy that has has a role in that situation. Uh, you know, is more your pass catching guy. Maybe Sample's playing a little bit more, especially on early downs. You know, and, and you mix in some some Turner uh, for those situations where he, he compliments Sample nicely because he, he does well the thing that Sample does most poorly. Um, and you're taking, like, it's a low-round pick. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you're looking for that guy, you know, like, you could still take a tight end next year. Um, you know, if you're looking for, like, a more full-time guy and Turner's a guy who I still think could fit and have a, a role in that type of, of scenario as well. So... Yeah, let's let's get into that. Let, let's talk a little bit about tight ends. And you look, you have types. You know, tight end and receiver in particular positions where you, where you talk about that. There are different kinds of guys. You know, in the Bengals, they had Sample. They, they expected certain things out of They had CJ. They expected certain things out of um, You know, I think Hurst is a little bit of a different kind of guy than those guys. Um, you know, so you, you have your true inline, big, you know, guys who are really good blockers and can pe- catch some passes and, you know, more a little kind of physical after the catch type of guys. You have guys who are a little bit maybe shorter, maybe, um, you know, move a little bit more, uh, you know, who you're going to play off the ball more. Uh, your true, like, H types. Uh, think Tyler Croft. Uh, but also, you know, think like uh, – like a like a Dolchik, you know, he's a little bit of that, that guy, but now more of a pass catcher than a Croft. Uh, and then you've got your guys who you're moving all around the field. You're putting in the slot, you know, you, you're spreading out at receiver, and you're lining up at tight end, and you're moving to the backfield. Like you've got those kind of moving piece guys who really probably a little bit more like big receivers. So what do you want? You know, is what it comes down to. It's really hard to rank the tight end position. And I think, I, honestly, I could probably do like a podcast series on the tight end position because I think it's a very misunderstood position. We try to box it up. Uh, but what do you want? What are you trying to get? You know, I think we're going to see a little bit of that uh, from this team. And, and, and again, you know, maybe a Bellinger and a Cole Turner, they're not really in the same conversation. They're not seen the same way from this team. Um, they could both have roles uh, or niches within this team, but maybe they're not really seen that same way because they're a different type. It's the same thing with receivers. You know, you've got big outside speed guys. You just got bigger, kind of more physical jump ball outside guys like your Auden Tates. You've got um, bigger slots who are you know kind of more physical guys on the inside, but you also got small slots, which is something this team hasn't really done too much of. Uh, you know, you got Trent Taylor coming in there and making a big play in the playoffs, but, uh, you know, outside of that, uh, you know, that's something they've seen too much of. Now, those guys often um, is where you find returners, like like with a Trent Taylor. Uh, like in this year's draft, uh, Shakir from Boise State, Kyle Phillips from UCLA, uh, Velas, I keep adding a V to his name, calling him Velvus, but Velas Jones from Tennessee, you know, guys that kind of fit in to that niche, uh, return game help, 
and uh, and you know slot kind of a different type of receiver. Uh, I think they could be in the Bengals' radar for those reasons. Uh, but I also think that they'll, they'll look to add an outside type receiver who's a little bit bigger and can stretch the field uh, on the outside in case they are dealing with uh, an injury from any of the receivers, uh, you know, uh, Higgins or Chase in the upcoming year at all. You know, remember, Alden Tate was supposed to be that guy. You know, Alden Tate uh, you know, was dealing with his own injury last year. So I think they really need that, that type of guy as well. Uh, you know, I'm going to double back to the tight end position uh, for a second here. Uh, tight ends are really like, I mentioned uh, Bellinger and Cole Turner and, you know, kind of briefly Dulcich. I, you know, I think Dulcich makes a lot of sense for them. I just think he might be a little rich for their blood. Uh, you know, Kohler from Iowa State. Uh, you know, in the third, maybe the fourth round, like that could be a really good pick for them as well. I think Dulcich and Kohler are the only guys who really, where their testing matches up uh, and represents what we see on the field out of them. I don't really feel like these other guys that have great testing, I feel like you're not seeing it really on the film. I feel like those guys check both of those boxes and are pretty safe picks um, and, you know, really high-end prospects in my mind for that reason. So both of those positions, by the way, that, that – slot returner type and the tight end you know uh, I feel like the sweet spot's kind of right around that fourth round right right in the you know right in that type of range you know third fourth fifth um so I think it might be hard to get both you know I, I feel like that both are probably something that they might target and find the right kind of guy and the right kind of value at the beginning of day three in that, in that fourth round um so I think it will be a little bit tough to uh develop uh develop uh, to, to acquire both in this year's draft. Um, now, let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. You know, I think there's different types of edge rushes as well. We tend to fall in love with the really slick, bendy guys, and the Bengals don't tend to love those guys. <laughs> you know, they tend to like the really, really physical uh, guys, and they can get after the quarterback, but they're physical. They're going to hold the edge. Um, you know, big, stout, you know, stronger guys. Uh, like Karloftis, uh, you know, would be a good example. Um if he slips in the first round, I think he could definitely be in place, uh, play for the Bengals from Purdue. Uh, so there are different types of guys like that. Um, you know, you also get like your ACDC guys, you know, your inside outside guys, Zachary Carter would be a day three option for that. Uh, I really think that's what Logan Hall is. I don't think he's really a three technique. Um, but I, you know, I think he has some value in that type of role. I think the way they used to use Sam Hubbard, they don't quite do that as much with him anymore. Uh, but really an early down, really a, a, an edge, uh, who can play, uh, who can rush the passer from the interior. Uh, speaking of rushing the passer from the interior, I think this draft is really, really slim in that area. So if they want one, they got to jump at it. You know, they got to they gotta do something fast. Um, you know, I'm thinking of the, uh, you know, space balls, do something, do something, do something, uh, when, uh, when everything was going down at the end there. But yeah, so really shallow. I mean, that's why a bigger thing. I think uh, the best value might be there in the first round. You know, I think in the second round, you're, maybe you're, you're hoping for one of those guys we talked about, Jones or Hall or um, Perry and Winfrey to, to slip into your your uh, slot. Slip into your slot. Wow, that was terrible. I should edit this, but I won't. Anyway, uh, <laughs> just slip into the end of the second round. And... Um, you know, maybe a Matthew Butler a little bit later than that, but I, like it's just it's just pretty pretty slim pickings. I feel like uh, from that spot, you're not gonna find like the guy you want there. Um, and I really think feel like they they should be looking for a serious like three technique that can come in and be the dude 
and you know take over you know bj hill can kind of be the starter first but you know the the rep count shifting during the year would both playing a, a, a pivotal important role like they had last year with um with uh, Ogan Joby and Hill, uh, but with the rookie taking over. I, I'd love to see that, but, man, it's probably going to have to be early. Uh, probably going to have to be round one for the, they can do that. But, hey, they have another needs. They've, they've got corner. They've got safety. You know, things that they could hit in the first round as well. Um, obviously, O-line, D-line, uh, and, uh, outside D-line edge I mentioned as well. But uh, corner safety, you know, I think there's going to be some some pretty good options on, in the day two with those. Uh, but some really high-end guys that we talked about. Uh, as well, you know, with, with Dex Hill, uh, you know, being a great option in the first round, I think. Um, with Kyrie Elam, scares me a little bit uh, just because of the. I, he, he's not the bad attacker people make him out to be. He's just sometimes reluctant to, to put his nose in there, I feel like, um, when he thinks somebody else is going to make the pay, play. Um, and I want to know the source of that. So it, it, it scares me a little bit. Um, but I like him for a lot of reasons, um, and, and I think he's one of the top coverage guys in this draft. I think he's really good. Um, you know, uh, Cam Taylor-Britt's guy gets caught about a lot. I think he's in an excellent corner. I think Alante Taylor should be in the conversation at both positions on, on day two. I, I think he uh, has a profile to develop excellent you know, uh, skills there, and I think the Bengals are going to absolutely love that guy. Uh, you know, from a leadership perspective, from a physicality perspective, I think he checks a lot, a lot of boxes for them. Uh, and finally, Brian Cook from Cincinnati is another guy, guy, I think, in that same type of range who could be a really good option at the safety position for them. And you know what? I'm going to mention one more. Uh, Leon O'Neal, day, day three safety. Man, if they don't get somebody in, the, in those first two days, I think Leon O'Neal is being slept on seriously this year. So keep an eye out for that name. All right, this was the Final Thoughts uh, edition of Coach Speak. We'll see if I change my mind on this and end up putting out another one before the draft. But uh, hey, uh, stick out, uh, stick it out, stay tuned. Cincy Jungle and the podcast. Lots of draft content coming to Cincy Jungle over the weekend, throughout the draft. Uh, reactions to picks as well as best available things along those lines. So check that stuff out. Who day? Yeah, we coming for. Yeah, we coming for.